Did I freeze or did you guys freeze? You did. You did. Okay. What? A, could you guys hear me or no? No. Nope. I mean, bits. Yeah, you were okay. saying things. Yeah, oh, okay. we could hear Where that did, you were uh, saying things, but it was that app. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay. Well, good. Because you guys froze on my screen. I was thinking like, no, everything, everything just froze on John's end. I know. That's um, what I, I was. That's why I was like internally yeah. panicking. But I think we're, um, <laughs> I'm still recording. <laughs> I like. I've got nothing wrong. On my end. Yeah. As long as uh, you're still where... recording. Your internet blipped, Kevin. That's all it was. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hello. And John Hines. Hey there. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games, Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's what we do. So uh, why why don't I pass it over to you, Randall, because as always, I never know what to say when we start these episodes off. So yeah, why don't you get us started with uh, what you've been playing lately? I've been playing some video games, so Mm -hmm. I'd like to discuss them on our our weekly podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about, you know... We're we're finally seeing a little bit of the, the the end of the tunnel potentially here on this pandemic thing. Um, yes, and uh, it's given me a little bit of a breather and an opportunity to return to some uncompleted games um, that I've played quite a bit of in the past, but maybe didn't make time for during the pandemic because you know I was too too busy shying away playing you know Animal Crossing or something else that just made me feel happy and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> those type of things are you know focusing on work too but um yeah yeah so I finally have been taking a breather you know you know taking a step back looking at the game library figuring out what I want to pick the pieces up of again and start playing and Breath of the Wild of course you know, picks its nose out again because that game's phenomenal. Uh, my favorite Zelda game. And uh, I left it purposely with a lot still left to do. Not just the DLC, but a lot of the other uh, side quest stuff uh, during Breath of the Wild. So we we took uh, a needed vacation uh, about a month ago, I would say at this point, uh, to like a remote cabin um, out by the ocean here uh, in Washington State. And I brought the Switch with me, of course, in Breath of the Wild, because of course, and mm-hmm. glad I did, because I finally uh, took on Eventide Island. In <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes. Nice. So uh, if for whatever reason, I, I actually did try to go there uh, back when I was like, you know, 2017 or whatever. Uh, it was also the four-year anniversary of Breath of the Wild and the Switch releasing. Not mm, which is crazy. <laughs> that's, it's crazy that that's four years old. Already. I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's that kind of times out well, too. Um, but yeah, I, I tried before to go there, but I didn't have quite enough, you know, hearts or stamina where like it was a miracle that I even made it there in the first place type of thing. And I probably shouldn't have been there. But mm-hmm. in a post game sense, I had like, of course, a ton of hearts and the full stan- stamina, like double, triple circle, basically. So mm-hmm. uh, the whole conceit of Eventide Island, if if you haven't done it, and I highly recommend you do, it's in the bottom right corner of the map and it's pretty far away from the rest of the mainland. But it takes away it strips away everything from you. Essentially, all your supplies, all your weapons, all your equipment is is gone. Essentially, close everything. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Which is boxers. awesome. <laughs> yeah. It basically invokes the beginning of the game. Uh, yeah. Which is 
such a cool way to go about that. Uh, like I, and I love that a lot. I cherish that because I don't think there's anything quite like in video games, the beginning of Breath of the Wild, where it's like it's so open ended. You're starting with essentially nothing and you just got to make do with your own resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it takes everything away from you. And it's one big puzzle on this island, essentially, where you have to take these, you know, giant orbs, essentially, and place them uh, in the corners of the island, uh, which is easier said than done. Because, for instance, one of them is separated by water and you have to mm-hmm. figure out, you know, using your abilities or, you know, whatever clever approach you have, you have to get this orb to the water. Of course, you can't carry it while you're swimming. So you have to figure out like how am I gonna how am I gonna do this? What I did and what I think most people do is kind of throw it into the water. It kind of drifts towards this uh, you know shrine circle essentially where the orb needs to go. And then I use the cryonis ability mm-hmm. to freeze uh, an ice block that kind of shoots it upwards, and you hope that it that orb kind of stays. <laughs> where it's supposed to go <laughs> on that little it doesn't uh, slide that, off. Yeah. yeah. Instead of sliding back off into the water, which definitely happened a couple of times to me. Um, but yeah, it was just fun to like have that, like start over from scratch experience, but not quite. I'm still empowered with the hearts and the stamina. I'm assuming both of you guys have got there based on your reaction. Oh, yeah. I have. Yeah. I got there kind of early yeah. on kind of kind of your experience, like early on enough where I also like I think I took four or five stabs at it. And yeah. It was just like, OK, like I'll come back here later when I want to make keep making some more progress in the game. And this I still haven't beaten Breath of the Wild. So this is one that I need to go back to as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a really cool like I, I was determined to do it, but I was like, I think I should save this for later. Yeah, and I'm I'm also in when you were describing that it like feels like you're playing like the beginning of the game and like mm-hmm. Randall, have you beaten Breath of the Wild ever? Or? Yes. Okay. So I beat the I beat the like base game ending essentially, but not the DLC ending. Gotcha. But yeah, like okay. I've gone and played Breath of the Wild maybe six or seven times through. Nice. You're a sick man. And <laughs> but like but I I do absolutely agree that like. It does just like that is a feeling of like wonder at the beginning of the game. Yes. And that is like in this little self-contained island and it feels so good. And it does like I I also kind of re- somewhat recently also revisited, like started one of my <laughs> many replays of Breath of the Wild right before Hyrule Warriors came out. Right. And I also nice. did uh, like even tied to island again. Like and man, it's. Yeah, it's just such a great self-contained puzzle. In, it is, which gives you so many of like the mechanics that are, you know, taught through like taught to you throughout the game, and uh, such yeah, a, such a great game. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, and on the island, yeah. you're like foraging for fruits or whatever you can find, the mushrooms, and you're like, okay, I kind of remember what one of the recipes was. Oh, like there's a you know banana, and mm-hmm. there's this type of mushroom that'll give me like defense up because there's this massive goblin that you can or can't fight. Mm-hmm. It's up to you, which yeah. of course you have to fight. It is he's sleeping right there. Oh yeah, why yeah. wouldn't you fight him? Of course, he's got the orb <laughs> around his neck. 
Well, oh, How that's true. You have that's to fight. Right. Him, don't I, you? Yeah, for a quick second, I was like, "Wait, is there no fighting on?" I was, I was like, "Am I thinking of a different island?" But I was like, "I'm pretty sure you got to take out that huge Hynox, whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hynox. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Play- Snorlax. Oh, I know. I know every single. <laughs> oh, well, you better by now. Six I know. times. That's awesome, though. No, so that was just like, wow, what a great experience to go back and do at this point and just mm-hmm. like relive yeah. a different version of that beginning of the game. And then, of course, then I had to play more afterwards. But uh, yeah, it's a, another excuse to keep coming back. And at some point, I will take out that DLC ending, too, because I've heard that's also It's good. so good. It's yeah. uh, And it gives you a, uh, it does like a similar reset-ish thing or like gives you very specific uh parameters that you have to work with and okay it's i i i really want you to go through it i think think you've yeah you've probably propelled me forward enough just saying that i think yeah yeah. that's that's great um so the the other game that i also have been kind of going back to that wasn't quite complete uh that I that I definitely couldn't face up to during the pandemic and all of that uh, the feelings <laughs> that that brought uh, was The Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, yeah. that's a gloomy game, uh, and it still quite is uh, quite a gloomy game still. But uh, you know, again, light at the end of the tunnel kind of changes your perspective on some of these things a little bit. Yeah, um, but you know, I. I, I won't talk too much about that one because I haven't beaten it yet. But I, I'm definitely going to be seeing that through. I, I've uh, covered another probably third of that game. So I'm in like the last third, I would say, um, pretty close to completion and still, still feel the same that I did before where, um, not sure it quite has the same story pull as the first game, but the gameplay is still just as good as the first one was. And that propelled me a, a lot of the way in the first game as well. So I still really enjoy the the core gameplay loop of, you know, uh, unlocking the skill trees, you know, finding these secret areas and supplies and rinse and repeat, you know, sneak arounds, little story section, a uh, little fighting section, uh, you know, yada, yada. So I, I will see that through, but yeah, not, not something that was, uh, that I was willing to take on until basically just now. Uh, mentally, no, that's so. a, that's a great point. Yeah. I can't yeah. even imagine <laughs> sinking my teeth into something like that. <laughs> Goes in into these, some in the last places. year, basically. Yeah. Yeah. More to come there. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I guess uh, as far as what I've been playing this week, I've been doing my usual thing where I dip my toes in on Itch.io and just kind of poke around. And uh, John had mentioned a game that he and I wanted to sync up on. So before I got to that, I was just kind of poking around. And I actually I think uh, when Randall, when you and I were talking about self uh, on Mm -hmm. the podcast last week from Dev Dwarf and uh, Matt Ugg, I've been hanging out a little more in that Discord and like there's just a bunch of game developers hanging out in there and mentioning, hey, I'm working on this game or hey, I'm working on this game. And uh, our buddy Lumoth, who we actually interviewed on the podcast, had just worked on a new game uh, called Hinokin for the Wowie Game Jam. Uh, with a couple of other folks, uh, Froggrammer and Human is Red, <laughs> where are the other two uh, game designers and developers? Froggrammer, and it's is like a good this name. really cool. Yeah, I love the the not only their name but even like their page. They have like a just like a really nice like splash logo on the top. It's really really well done. I definitely want to check out some more of their games. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's like a really cool like samurai like single screen arcade platformer. Mm. You know, you pretty much you just basically it's like this one. 
it, the the structure of the game and i'm sure this was like the theme of the jam but like there's i think five rows of levels and there's the first row has five levels second row has four levels third row has three levels all the way down to where the final row just has one level mm. and then if you make it all the way all you have to do is beat one level in a row to then move down to the next row but if you lose so like for example once you get to the fourth row there's only two levels if you lose both those levels you go all the way back to the beginning oh so boy. you do have to like that's like the structure of this game and they have the timings timed down like it is a precision platformer at heart like you have to <laughs> You, you kind of have to learn the levels. It was like a really interesting structure to the game, like because you're like you're almost having to like die to learn the levels because yeah. you got to get to the sword so fast. And it had a little bit of a puzzle element to it where you like had to like kind of go a specific path. Like I can't take the high road to get to the sword because there's no way I'm going to be able to like wall jump back up to the top. Like there's no way I'm going to be able to because the goal of the game is once you get the sword, I guess I should I didn't even mention the concept, but like you get the sword and then once you pick up the sword, a replica of yourself like starts replaying and then you have to take the sword and kill yourself oh, gosh. before Ooh. your previous self before the time runs out. Wow. So and it's a pretty generous like hip like you, the sword you pick up kind of like just floats around you. So you just have to be like pretty close to your Sam, your previous samurai and like just hit the attack button so it's not like you have to be right there but with that tight timer i mean you you just i don't know it's just a really cool and it's a just super stylish game that's why it caught my eye like lumoth or somebody had posted like hey there's this new game we worked on and i was like oh man that that looks sweet <laughs> let nice. me check that out um and then i was super pumped that I, again just to throw out this discord again uh the uh human is red developer had posted um, like a fan art for this game that they had checked out called Rusty Wind Blows. Yeah. Um, and that's from a developer called uh, or named Kultisti. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that <laughs> right. Um, but uh, yeah, I just like it was like a really striking like fan art that I was like, man, that looks really cool. It's just like black and turquoise. And that was all it was. And like just that the art itself was really cool. But I was like, oh, what's this all about? Um, and so I ended up checking out the game and it's like this clicker game shooter hybrid um and i actually ended up beating it on my first try i don't know if that's what's intended but it is like meant to like be like on your like you can go for high scores or or speed almost speed running but you it's a essentially you have this these three buttons at the bottom of the screen and it's all mouse controls um and again it has this really striking the the game itself has this really striking like one bit black and turquoise art style um, you know, really simplistic kind of like down well, you know, and, and kind of the opposite of down well where you're going upward and you basically have to like click on this engine or this like generator that you can uh, charge up to like a charge of a 400. It just like has a meter. You can either hold it down or if you rapidly click, it goes up by 10 at a time. Okay. And then you have your engine that you have to charge and that will just slowly drain. And as the, as the engine is charged and draining, you'll be rising. Like the water level will keep rising and you're kind of like coming out of this cavern or well or whatever you're coming out of and then uh your only way to move side to side is by shooting and you have to charge your musket as well by uh using energy and like so your musket you'll click and aim again it's all mouse controls so you hold down and it's almost like a laser beam it really doesn't feel like a musket at all like this huge <laughs> laser beam and then when you fire it whatever direction you fire it in you have to kill the enemies that are they're all like kind of bats that kind of fly above you there's no like water aquatic enemies it's pretty limited enemy I, I think this was also done for a game jam yeah um but then whatever direction you fire in your boat will then start moving in the opposite direction sure so that's how you're like propelling your your ship and so that's how you have to dodge attacks so you're really just having to manage 
manage like you know, it, it starts once you start getting closer to the top, it does get pretty frantic where you're like, OK, I'm running out of energy and like the lights start going out. So your musket and where you're aiming it also acts as a flashlight. But like you have to be holding it down while you're using it as a flashlight. So like you're not able to click and charge your stuff up. So it just it just gets really kind of hectic and frantic. And again, like I I think I just got really lucky because there were a couple points in my first playthrough where it was like pitch black and I was just like charging and clicking as fast as I could. Like, please, nothing hit me. Please, nothing hit me. <laughs> and like I, I just got lucky. But it just got such a striking art style and such a it's something that I honestly like I was like, I'll definitely come back and fire this up again. Like, it's just so, so cool. And it even has like a little bit of story. And it was like, I don't know, it was a, it was a little bit touching, I thought, actually, nice. the way it was put together. So um, and then I ended up actually finding another game from them uh, that I think they also I don't know if it was from the Wowie Jam, but it was also from a recent game jam. Uh, Robo Razi, uh, kind of like paparazzi, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Robo Razi. Um, and, uh, it's very similar to a game that we've talked about on the podcast, I think a couple times now singled out, uh, which has those guess who mechanics of yeah. like where you're looking for like, uh, basically the, this game, you're like, you pick, it's kind of like a top down perspective and you're exploring these rooms and there'll be like a set of characters. There'll be three things at the bottom of the screen that you have to, uh, take photos of at any time. And you have to get five photos of that person, but without yourself being in the photo, Okay. And then your character controls kind of Pac-Man style where like you you go up left right or down like you're in open rooms like it's not like in a in a maze or anything like that but once you press left you're going to continue moving left hmm. until you press another direction uh to the point where like even if you hit a wall you'll just bounce off the wall and then start going right so okay. like you really have to be that's where it kind of gets tricky as far as like making sure you're not in the photo and hmm. you can actually play this with mouse and keyboard or it had game uh pad support so i played it with like dual stick controls and it worked quite nice especially because i was able to kind of leave the cursor in like a certain spot on the screen and like okay just make sure i'm not in the top corner right but this game like speaking of the rusty wind blows has a great style and a super minimalist style and this game has like you know minimal like low res pixel art style but oh my god this game is just oozing style like the, the soundtrack alone there's like three or four different songs and your goal is to just get through three rooms of like you just have this meter like ticking down. And every time you snap a photo properly um, that your meter is like a, your health, but it's like a timer. And every time you get a photo of the person you're or the item or whatever that you're looking for, it starts refilling. But if you take a photo, you know, of the wrong person or of your with yourself, it drains a little quicker. So you right. just got to kind of manage that. And I think you at the end, if you're able to get through all three rooms uh, you get like a tallied up final score of like and I think it you do lose points for how many like missed photos you took. You know, there's all kinds of like multipliers and stuff like that. So I didn't fully figure out how the scoring system works. But th- this game, like I can't get over how stylish it is. It's got this just really like purple, yellow, neon style. Like it's uh, it's just it so looks cool. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just so inventive. And it even has like that kind of like RPG like side of the screen like where you see like everything you're doing or every time you take a it's like oh you took a photo of this it's like kind of like ticking down like almost like in hack and stuff like that um it's just like it's got so much charm like I, I, I think there's a handful of other games from this developer so I was just like so I always get so excited when I find like a new indie developer that I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna just definitely dive in deeper into their catalog so right 
all three of these developers, Cool Tisty, and then I definitely want to check out more stuff from Frog Rammer and uh, Human is Red as well. Yeah. And probably should check out more of the stuff that Lumoth is working on, because I know he got a uh, track in that uh, new Everhood game nice. that just came out recently, which we all need to check out oh, as well. So, so sweet. game looks so cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of shout out some of that indie stuff per usual, I guess. But <laughs> John, I know you've uh, kind of put, uh, like I mentioned, an indie game on my radar. Yeah. So this one also uh, was recommended to me, but was kind of uh, recommended in a way that I really wasn't expecting. So Lauren, uh, my wife, is currently taking an online course from a... Uh, an art professor who got laid off or uh, lost a position at uh, a college. So they decided to put on a, like a course completely online, open to anyone. Wow. And like Lauren was really interested in this uh, professor. And she was like, yeah, I definitely want to, you know, like help them out during this period. And like it's been this nice collaborative environment where you know it's a lot of like because it's remote and it's not affiliated with any like college or anything like it's just a like professor teaching a course that they want to like yeah without any constraints yeah. whatsoever <laughs> like it's yeah, a, no it's curriculum a curriculum that they have to abide by or right. whatever yeah exactly <laughs> so it's it's been like a really interesting and she's loved it so far but one of the assignments that they got uh, for it was uh, they had to play the game Black Room by Cassie McQuader. Um, and it's a web-based game. And Lauren, like, you know, she plays a couple games, but like not mm-hmm. she I wouldn't say that she like, you know, really plays video games like as a pastime or anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I had a it was nice because it was like she got the link to the website that to play it in but i also like was able to pull it up on itch.io so i was like oh nice. cool i'll add that to my library too and i'll just nice. play it like with that and she started playing it and uh she played through it i think two separate times uh before <laughs> like i actually sunk my teeth into it but it's part like an art installation and part a video game um and like because it's web based, it is. I th- I kind of it's like I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Like it's not like a twine game necessarily, but it is kind of like the, built in the similar way where it is like you navigate a web page and you kind of manipulate the actual box of like the web browser mm. in order to like as you move it like the actual web page itself like morphs and you are trying to like uh, find the hyperlink within that context to move, progress to the next area and it is like very much more of an like and it is definitely an art installation and it is definitely yeah, an, it's an experience an, right. an, an interactive experience and like right it kind of does feel more like i don't know like a kind of a flash game almost from like the like early 2000s in that respect like mm-hmm. I, you can definitely if you have any familiarity with like html you can kind of see like the guts of how it's working in that yeah. way but it is like as you're doing like the typical like you know navigating a web page like the whole purpose of the game is that it's supposed to like kind of uh and I believe the like uh, 
what would you call it? Uh, thesis of it is that like it's uh, supposed to imitate the experience of having insomnia and like that like period between wakefulness and sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh! And so like <laughs> even like as you're playing it, like you'll like as you're going through rooms there's i would be like recognizes like oh that's the owl sprite from castlevania symphony of the night <laughs> or like <laughs> i thought some of the stuff looked familiar yeah i didn't i wasn't able to place many of them but i was like this looks familiar yeah it's like but it's never in the context of like like everything feels very surreal and like out it's like of very place. like dystopian collage almost yes like it kind of reminded me of the film fantastic planet if anybody's yes. seen that it's like an old like french animated <laughs> film but just really like bizarre and yeah well, very like, dreamlike that way too where just things that end up in your brain just kind of get collaged together for this yeah. experience that yes. makes no sense necessarily mm-hmm. but it's yeah. like oh that's familiar <laughs> and yeah like I, as i was playing it like you know uh lauren because she doesn't really come from like a game's background like she played she played it twice like to kind of get like different experiences both times and then like as i started playing it like maybe like 15 minutes in she like looks over at like the laptop screen and she's like oh i did not see this at all like there's tons of stuff you could clearly pass up right sure because like that it also doesn't really have a structure per se like it's not like there's an end goal that you're always heading towards like sometimes there will be because she i she got to places that i never got to where nice. you know it would be like half uh opaque links to or like embedded videos of youtube clips that would play over each other and weren't necessarily <laughs> structured in any way so like you could play them over each other and have them play simultaneously and like but then there are also areas that are just like oh this is kind of more like uh an older pc game where your only options are to move like north south west or east right well even like the start of the game though is like a side scroller yeah where you actually just like are running you you literally just run to the right for a handful of screens while it just and then it's just like oh no this is not the game i thought it was like Mm -hmm. there's some kind of like thing that where it switches gears and it it is really kind of clever and it it does seem like a very personal game as well like as you get through the game like you're able to kind of like like the room gets filled up with more and more abstract like you're kind of looking for like there is sort of a general sense of progression where there's always kind of like this pink hidden dot on every level that Mm -hmm. you can kind of like by resizing the window like that's what you're essentially like if you just looked for that on every screen but there's so many other things you can click on like Mm -hmm. almost like point and click adventure style you know or like professor layton style you're like scrolling around like what does this do what does this do right maybe it's just like some weird like text version or like when you click on a window it's like open window and it's like literally just a bunch of like uh i don't know what it's called but just like a google image like, search sometimes well, no, well yeah some yeah some of them are that like and the videos like you said but like what are those images like you know when people like it's just like the characters on a keyboard but ascii it's, art yeah 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 mm, yep. and there's some that are like that and it's like it just says oh a beautiful starry sky and then there's like it kind of looks like that with ascii art and it's, mm-hmm. it's just like it's all over the place, but yeah, it's just, it, it was a very, like, I, I did, even though I know I'm not the biggest fan of, like, reading and, and enjoying, you know, <laughs> writing and stuff in games, I did it, like, all of the little, like, bits, even though it was very abstracted, I thought it, like, really 
the the personalness of it like really like hit home it was like man this really and maybe i grew up in michigan and one of the things is like i grew up in a you know small town in michigan or something like mm-hmm. and it really kind of paints this story out as mm-hmm. you like click on these like characters and i, I actually did get to like an end of the game mm-hmm. where like th- there's just sort of like an end screen where there's all these like kind of like vampires or whatever <laughs> oh. vampire angel hybrids like floating around uh, with some really cool like ominous music going on but i i don't know that i fully grasps like what the meaning was but which is why i was like man this is like it's clearly means something but i but it's clearly very personal as well yeah mm-hmm. and like I, the main takeaway that i was like trying to get out of it or like I, I think i did get out of it was when i was thinking of uh the good time garden which we talked about on a previous episode yeah like it was very clearly a a game and but like i felt like I, it resonated more to me as like an art project. Whereas this I feel was at its core, an art project, but like in the framework of like a game and that's how you mm-hmm. experienced it. And like the, I like the headspace I was in was just so starkly different for both of them. And like, I, I don't know, like, what necessarily caused that if like just the fact that like oh i have the context of you know black room being an art installation and like thinking of it in that framework if that like necessarily like cued me up to be like oh i'm not necessarily thinking of like oh what's my objective in this like how am i going to progress and like beat this game whereas like i was thinking of that when i was thinking of like the good time garden and i wasn't like you know just sitting back and like experiencing that game and like enjoying it and like i don't know it's i i think it's i like that video games as a medium can have you know things that explore it to i don't know go outside of what the traditional like execution of it is i guess absolutely yeah and, and even the presentation in general because you would even have multiple windows open i would mm-hmm. have multiple tabs open at once and like be doing multiple things and i'm like well, am i even supposed to be doing this i don't know <laughs> but it's it, it was really cool yeah it, it was a really cool experience yeah it was definitely a good ride i'm glad that uh lauren's teacher brought it to her attention and that yeah. she brought it to our attention absolutely yeah but uh as always we save uh the <laughs> basketball talk for the uh, end of the podcast as we do but for once we're talking we, i guess we are talking nba 2k but we're talking about nba <laughs> 2k <of>. playgrounds <laughs> uh nba 2k playgrounds 2 That's which right. we uh, all just picked up uh super cheap on sale on the switch yep. uh, i haven't put a ton of time into it although i did have the first one which didn't have the 2k <laughs> in the name it was just nba <laughs> two, or, 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 i almost said it uh, but it was difference. just nba playgrounds uh, but I, that was like a good like just kind of mindless thing for me to either put a podcast on or just like play a few games before bed but i haven't put too much time into this second one but i know you two have been sinking some time in but uh what are your thoughts so far on this uh kind of nba jam uh nba street hybrid yeah it is very it is very much that uh and (laughs) actually i i wasn't really convinced to to pick it up i kind of like i saw it in passing but there's been a handful of these type of arcadey basketball games and it should be right up my alley because i love nba jam i own multiple versions of nba jam uh on my retro systems including te 
uh, and things like that. And love. Yeah. But even some of those NBA jam updates have been busts, like the remakes of the series. So it's like even the true ones, you're kind of like, eh, I don't know about these new basketball games. That's a good point. Yeah, because they did try to to revive it there. I mean, at this point, boy, that was like a decade ago. It was ago. a long time ago. It was like <laughs> PlayStation 2 era or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, eh, not, not really. So like when I see these, like there's a heavy amount of skepticism. Like, like yeah, it's supposed to be like arcadey and silly, but is like the core gameplay in there is still like fun and engaging. Um, and then you guys pick this up on sale. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick it up on sale too. Um, and I enjoy it. Yeah. It's just like two on two, just like NBA jam, uh, really silly. You can like, it's, it is more NBA street style and in, in that way where you like, you can push players and, mm-hmm. you know, get a little aggressive that way. There's no such like, thing as a foul in this game. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and similar to NBA jam, there's a lot of like, uh, you can unlock old school players and things like that. Although this goes way deeper into that. Uh, which I appreciate because yeah, you know, there's a lot of cool players in NBA history that get brought back, which is definitely also a 2K thing that the the general regular 2K uh, NBA 2K games get into as well. Um, so happy to see that because then I could unlock my core team of Chauncey Billups and Ben Wallace uh, with the Pistons, nice. of course. Uh, to run havoc, uh, I did play through the regular season mode on rookie, and then I'm going through now on regular. Jesus. Um, yeah. Is it a full like NBA season, like 80 eh, whatever no. games? 16? No. Okay. no. Okay. I was like, geez, that is nuts. No, 16 then the playoffs. Yeah. Which are best of okay. three. Yes. Yes. Okay. And generally you're playing against like what they what they classify as kind of like all time squads of these of these franchises, but it doesn't quite hold true. Some of the some of the <laughs> players that end up on certain teams doesn't quite make a lot of sense mm-hmm. to the the where you would put them in your head. Like if they were retiring and going to the Hall of Fame, you know, you wouldn't necessarily put like Jerry Stackhouse on the 76ers, but that's where they've got him here, at least mm-hmm. one version of him right. in this game. So but it's good. Like what do you guys think? Oh, I've I've really been enjoying it. Like yeah. I've actually never played a basketball video game, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, really? Like this I've not played any of the NBA jams, like none of them. And so like wow, this, this was is my interesting. This is my first experience of like, oh, like I get to play uh I think maybe I played backyard baseball or basketball <laughs> like back then. But Pablo yeah. Sanchez. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I, this was my first time, like, you know, being a fan of the NBA and like, right. oh yeah, I get to play as like my favorite players and Heck yeah, right off the bat, you know, it, it gives you the card packs to unlock players that you have. Yep. And right off the bat, I'm like getting like Marcus Camby and I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> We're getting the heavy hitters that I can play. Some 2000s mid-card NBA oh, players. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, like, it, it's it's just fun to see who gets picked for yep. like to represent yep. what teams. Because, yeah, I, I did end up getting, you know, one of my favorite Bulls players, Joe Kim Noah, but, mm-hmm. like, on uh, the New York Knicks, so which weird. is a odd representation, <laughs> but, Very you know what, so. yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm slowly but surely going through like the like NBA season mode because that's how you can 
unlock a player per each team. Yep. And, you know, I'm still doing the exhibition matches because uh, one of the things that, again, just appeals directly to me is this little, like, RPG element where you can level up players and, like, in addition to that, there are challenges for each player like yeah. that can level up specific stats. Like if you do four crossovers, then that levels up their stamina stat. Or yep. if you, you shoot uh, six two point or six jumpers from inside the paint, you can level up their two point stat. Yep. And you want to level those up too because oh, they yeah. they start out pretty poor Bad. i would yeah. say like it's not like some of these guys start out like you're like oh yeah i got uh dwight howard and he's like 64 on dunks you're like what is that <laughs> it's like that's what like, dwight howard is 25 on three pointers <laughs> that is yeah, I've, I've, to be fair not what he's known for but yes. right exactly <laughs> yeah but no i've had i've that's in particular i've had some three-point shooters that i've had around like oh yeah i'm gonna be able to like kevin durant and i think he's like in the 60s for three-point shooting oh, wow. i'm like come on man he's just at the start that. you gotta yeah. level that up Yep. Yeah, Once but it, I kind of like that. It, it does make you, although knowing that there's so many players, it's like, oh, my God, you're, you're going to have to kind of commit to the ones you want to level up. Oh, although yeah. maybe you're maybe you're going to be grinding through them all, John. I'm not. I'm only good. I've already like started because uh, like right at the beginning, I was like, all right, like I'm just going to use like the players that I actually recognize. And then right as soon as I, you know, and as you play, like the game does give you like a pretty generous amount of in-game currency. If you get like the. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go through an NBA season, I, th- I think I got at least like two gold packs worth, if not like four, uh, which are, you know, guarantee like good players yeah. or like epic players or legendary yep. status. But I'm like, you know, what? I'm I want to get more bronze packs because I really want to see what, like the, <laughs> the more obscure the players. Yep. Where's the obscure dudes? Oh, yeah. that, it's I so want Arvidas nice. Sabonis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, you get Ar- Arvidas, and then you can play as his son, Demontis. Yeah. I, ha- I got him already. I got yes. him already. Like father, like son. I need That's that awesome. duo. Oh, it's, but it's so fun. Like it's just a. It is. It's just a goofy, like low pressure. Like I, yeah. I don't know. I played a lot of like NHL hits or yeah. games that were NFL you know, blitz. Yeah, blitz. Wayne Gretzky, three yep. hockey type yep. stuff. Yeah, it is Sports right in that, those veins. It's, it's very much that '64 era. Yeah, like plug in four. It's four players, four yeah. controller. Like it's very much that era. That's a good mm-hmm. comparison. Um, it is very much like a '64 style arcade sports game, and it's it is. It's just as like mindless, but in a good way. And it's just yeah, it's just fun to just turn it on for a second play a match yeah mindless but still engaging enough like you do still have to like time your shots and like got that shot meter and like your your dunks even your dunks are not guaranteed like they're actually pretty freaking hard to make i mean maybe it's because you have that 64 uh (laughs) ranking or whatever but like yeah even the best tallest centers are like they're terrible it's hard to dunk but alley-ooping feels so good oh Oh, yeah i I will say one of my favorite things is like botching a dunk but like (laughs) My I I one of my go to players is Nikola Jokic because nice. I just love playing as a mm-hmm. goofy looking big guy, big dude, um, and I I love how true to the game it is or his real life game because every time I botch a dunk it, he just ends up doing a complete flat footed like two point shot. And I was like, yeah, oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly great. what he does. Those are awesome. Those flat footed two pointers that like take forever to launch. Those are those are good. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, this is one we're definitely going to have to sync up and play some online, too, because oh, I feel yeah. like it could it could potentially get pretty cutthroat. I feel like oh, it could yeah. go pretty hardcore, like back and forth. Like, I again, I love these just arc, arcade head to head style games. So yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's arcadey, but like the gameplay underneath, like you could be good at playing this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the distinction yeah. there. And I, oh, I do yeah. wonder if it has those options to like shut off the power ups that give you like double points for dunks or <laughs> triple no points for three pointers or yeah. whatever. Not triple points for three pointers, but <laughs> whatever they are, like that. I'd be curious, even though sh- like guaranteed shot that you can just launch from the other end of from the anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because um, I, I would just be curious because I could just see it getting really cutthroat like oh, that, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like I want to see who's just really better at this game. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I, I love playing that. I love the ability of like, hey, you're never out of the game. Like you can yeah. always mm-hmm. maybe you're going to get a double point dunk and come right back. So yep. like I, I do love that, too. So, yep. Shove the ball out of their hands. Yep, Do that oh, enough yeah. times in the last minute. You can come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you got Tony Parker on your team. I got 11 steals in one game with Insane. Tony Parker. He's going <laughs> insane. <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. It was awesome, actually. Ben but, Wallace is quite the blocker as he is in real life. So that comes in handy, too. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Man, yeah, we're definitely going to have to play more of this. And we'll probably talk some more, if we, especially if we are able to sync up. But uh I think we can probably wrap up the uh, video games talk there this week, guys. And uh, as always, you can find us on the Internet nice and easily at uh, Linktree slash Pursuing Pixels. But otherwise, we're on uh, at PursuingPixels.com. We're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We've got a nice Discord uh, growing community yes, for sir. folks to hang out in. And it's a little more nicely organized now, a little yes, easier sir. to navigate. So um, hopefully it's not overwhelming. But uh Feel free to give us feedback on that end, too. But uh, otherwise, we will uh, catch you next week. And uh, until then, take care. Bye-bye. See ya. The internet can be horny for anything. Oh, everything, I would say. (laughs) Not just anything, but literally everything. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like out of, it's like kind of out of control, legitimately <laughs> out of control. Oh, yeah. Again, I don't know if you guys saw the discourse, but uh, people are angry that they desexualized Lola Bunny in Space Jam 2. How, I saw how that exactly Lola Bunny was trending when I was posting something earlier, but I didn't know what it was about. Yes, she is not as buxom as she was in the 96 oh yep iteration. i just google search space jam 2 and the second image is that exactly so people are yes oh brother you know what where's your if boobs you're, if you if you're going to see space jam for fucking <laughs> lola bunny's boobs then get a fucking life Kevin, I, I have to tell you i think a lot of people <laughs> went for that explicit reason yep i people make their own life choices that's right and who are we Uh, to judge that's right i guess man i don't know (laughs) i will watch this space jam movie oh i'm curious yeah i don't know i was thinking like i forget who i was talking to about i like like, lebron i just kind of want to see it i mean yeah i think he's actually a really good actor i've loved him in train wreck i thought he was really funny i never saw that i forgot he was in that movie he was incredible in it like I could well, see it. He's yeah. got charisma. Like there's a there's yeah. a I would say like there's an incredible scene with him and Will Forte where they're just like eating at a restaurant mm-hmm. and then at the end it's like 
LeBron's like splitting the check for them. <laughs> <laughs> and like it is just it is so good. <laughs> yeah, imagine like LeBron James like, oh yeah, we're gonna go 50 50. He's, like, he's like, okay, yeah. so you ordered the appetizer. I didn't have any of that. <laughs> I, I didn't have anything to drink. Mm. I literally made three million dollars during this dinner, but we're gonna split this. <laughs> we're going Dutch, right? Yeah, oh, that's so good. That's great. 